Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. This is going to be for cheap uh, <laughs> Ether. That's easy for me to say. Ether chapter 5. Now this is where Joseph Smith gets the idea of having three witnesses because it mentions it in here. And so there's not a lot of verses in here, but we're going to cover some information about the three witnesses too. That'll be helpful. Maybe? I hope. All right. So uh, this chapter is an epistle written to the prophet Joseph Smith. Um, this narrative here by Andrew Skinner mentions that uh, Moroni interrupted the story of Jaredite travel and settlement in the land of promise by inserting some direct and personal instructions to the future translator of the record he had produced. Moroni warned him not to touch the portion of the record that was sealed up un unless God so commanded him. According to Moroni, the sealed portion contained the very things which the brother of Jared saw on Mount Shalem, in particular all the inhabitants of the earth which had been and also all that would be. And he withheld them not from his sight, even unto the ends of the earth. These are some of the things other great prophet patriarchs have also viewed, as attested to by Enoch, Abraham, Moses, and even our first father, Adam. All right, verse 1. And now I, Moroni, have written the things which were commanded me according to my memory, and I have told you the things which I have sealed up. Therefore, touch them not in order that ye may translate, for that thing is forbidden you, except by and by it shall be wisdom in God. Elder McConkie said it was, it was returned by Joseph Smith to Moroni, its divinely appointed custodian. Nor did even Joseph Smith either read or translate it, the sealed portion of the plates, that is. We know of no one among mortals since Mormon and Moroni who have known its contents. It was known among the Nephites during the early 200 years of their golden era, but for the present the book is kept from us, only the portion upon which no seal was placed has been translated. Verse 2, And behold, ye may be privileged that ye may show the plates unto those who shall assist to bring forth this work. So there's a possibility of witnesses meaning, meaning maybe eight witnesses here in this one. Uh, verse 3, And unto three shall they be shown by the power of God, wherefore they shall know of a surety that these things are true. So it seems like in 2 and 3 there's two different sets of witnesses. There's some witnesses, uh, and then there's eight witnesses. Joseph Smith, in the course of the work, Joseph Smith said, in the course of the work of translation, we we ascertained that three special witnesses were to be provided by the Lord, to whom He would grant that they should see the plates from which this work, the Book of Mormon, should be translated, and that these witnesses should bear record of the same, as will be found recorded um, in the Book of Mormon um, on the in the introductory section of the Book of Mormon. Almost immediately after we had made this discovery, it occurred to Oliver Cowdery, David Whitmer, and the aforementioned Martin Harris, who had come to inquire after our progress in the work, that they would have me inquire of the Lord to know if they might not obtain of him the privilege to be these three special witnesses. And finally, they became so very solicitous and urged me so much to inquire that at length I complied, and through the Urim and Thummim, I obtained the following for them. Uh, which is recorded in section 17 of the Doctrine and Covenants, which says, Behold, I say unto you that you must rely upon my word, which, if you do with full purpose of heart, you shall have a view of the plates, and also the breastplate, the sword of Laban, the Urim and Thummim, which were given to the brother of Jared upon the mount when he talked with the Lord face to face, and the miraculous directors which were given to Lehi while in the wilderness on the borders of the Red Sea. And it is by your faith that you shall obtain a view of them. 
even by that faith which was had by the prophets of old, and after that you have obtained faith and have seen them with your eyes, you shall testify of them by the power of God. Verse 4, And in the mouth of three witnesses, Elder McConkie wrote, Whenever the Lord has established a dispensation by revealing his gospel and by conferring priesthood and keys upon men, he has acted in accordance with the law of witnesses which he himself ordained. This law is, in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Never does a prophet stand alone in establishing a new dispensation of revealed truth or in carrying the burden of such a message and warning to the world. In every dispensation, from Adams to the present, two or more witnesses have joined their testimonies, thus leaving their hearers without excuse in the day of judgment, should the testimony be rejected. That was by Andrew Skinner. Um, continuing verse 4, shall the, um, In the mouth of three witnesses shall these things be established, in the testimony of three, and this work of which the Father and the Son... Oops, I skipped the line. Uh, and the testimony of three, and this work... In other words, the book is a testimony also, in the which shall be shown forth the power of God and also his word, of which the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost bear record, and all this shall stand as a testimony against the world at the last day. So the Book of Mormon also serves as a witness uh, to the truth of the book of itself. Joseph Smith said, We beheld a light above us in the air of exceeding brightness, and behold, an angel stood before us. In his hands he held the plates which he had been praying, which we had been praying for these to have a view of. He turned over the leaves one by one so that we could see them and discern the engravings thereon distinctly. He then addressed himself to David Whitmer and said, David, blessed is the Lord and he that keeps his commandments. When immediately afterwards we heard a voice from out of the bright light above us saying, these plates have been revealed by the power of God and they have been translated by the power of God. The translation of them which you have seen is correct and I command you to bear record of what you now see and hear. And in the, in the testimony of the three witnesses, it states, we have seen the plates. We also know that they have been translated by the gift and power of God, for this voice hath declared it unto us. Wherefore, we know of a surety that the work is true, for his voice hath declared it unto us. And we also testify that we have seen the engravings which are upon the plates, and they have been shown unto us by the power of God and not of man. And we declare with words of soberness that an angel of God came down from heaven and he brought and laid before our eyes that we beheld and saw the plates and the engravings thereon. And we know that it is by the grace of God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ that we beheld and bear record that these things are true. And it is marvelous in our eyes. Orson Pratt said, The Lord confirmed the truth of the Book of Mormon unto many witnesses in such a way and by such means that it was impossible for them to have been deceived. The testimony of these witnesses stands good until it can be refuted, and no man can be justified in rejecting this testimony until he can show that it is false. Now no one has ever attempted to bring any direct negative testimony. This indeed would be impossible unless the witnesses themselves should deny their former testimony, and this they have not done. And those who have attempted to condemn their testimony from the nature of the message itself have only exhibited their own weakness and folly. Upwards of 20 years now, 170 years for us, have passed. It's actually been longer than that now. And no man has as yet been found able to prove the Book of Mormon or the testimony of its witnesses false. David Whitmer, or Mary Whitmer, on, on uh, a day in June of 1829, was going out to milk the cows, and to her great surprise was met by the angel Moroni. He said to her, You have been very faithful and diligent in your labors, but you are tired. It is proper, therefore, that you should receive a witness that your faith may be strengthened. 
Thereupon the messenger showed Mary the plates, turning them over leaf by leaf, that she might know that the work was true. He promised her that if she endured in faith to the end, her reward would be sure. The following replies are taken from the better recorded interviews of about the last decade of his life. This is about uh, David Whitmer, I think. Let me read it here. Since these responses can be documented in multiple situations, such a composite interview gives a fair idea of the impact of a private talk with David Whitmer. Question. Is your published testimony accurate? Answer. As you read my testimony, given many years ago, so it stands as my own existence the same as when I gave it, and so shall stand throughout the cycles of eternity. Question, when did this event take place? Answer, it was in June of 1829, the very last part of the month. Question, what was the approximate time of day? Answer, it was about 11 a.m. Question, what were the circumstances of the vision? Answer, we went out into the woods nearby and sat down on a log and talked a while. We then kneeled down and prayed. Joseph prayed. We then got up and sat on the log and were talking. When all at once a light came down from heaven, or came down from above us and encircled us for quite a little distance round and the angel stood before us. Question. Describe the angel. Answer. He was dressed in white and spoke and called me by name and said, Blessed is he that keepeth his commandments. This is all that I heard the angel say. Question. Did the angel have the Book of Mormon plates? Answer. He showed, unto, he showed to us the plates, the sword of Laban, the directors, the Urim and Thummim, and other records. Human language could not describe heavenly things and that which we saw. Question. Did the vision take place under natural circumstances? Answer. The fact is, it was just as though Joseph, Oliver, and I were sitting right here on the log when we were overshadowed by a light. It was not like the light of the sun, nor like that of a fire, but more glorious and beautiful. It extended away round us. I cannot tell how far, but in the midst of this light, immediately before us, about as far off as he sits, pointing to John Whitmer, who was sitting two or three feet from him, there appeared, as it were, a table with many records on it, Besides the plates of the Book of Mormon, also the sword of Laban, the directors, and the interpreters. I saw them as plain as I see this bed, striking his hand upon the bed beside him. And I heard the voice of the Lord as distinctly as I ever heard anything in my life, declaring that they were translated by the gift and power of God. Question. Can you explain the supernatural power that surrounded you? Answer. All of a sudden I beheld a dazzlingly brilliant light that surpassed in brightness even the sun at noonday and which seemed to envelop the woods for a considerable distance around. Simultaneous with the light came a strange entrancing influence which permeated me so powerfully that I felt chained to the spot, while I also experienced a sensation of joy absolutely indescribable. Question. Did you see the Urim and Thummim? Answer. I saw the interpreters in the holy vision. They looked like whitish stones put in the rim of a bow, looked like spectacles only much larger. Question. Did you see an actual table? Answer. You see that small table by the wall? Well, there was a table about that size, and the heavenly messenger brought the, the several plates and laid them on the table before our eyes, and we saw them. Question. Did you handle the plates? Answer. I did not handle the plates, only saw them. Joseph and I think Oliver and Emma told me about the plates and described them to me, and I believed them, but did not see except at the time testified of. Question. How clearly could you see the plates? Answer. The angel stood before us, and he turned the leaves one by one. He held the plates and turned them over with his hands so that they could be plainly visible. Question. Did the angel turn all the leaves before you as you looked at it? Answer. No, not at all. Only that part of the book which was not sealed and where there and what there was sealed appeared as solid to my view as wood. Question. Can you describe the plates? Answer. They appeared to be of gold about six by nine inches in size, about as thick as parchment 
a great many in number and bound together like the leaves of a book by massive rings passing through the back edges. The engravings upon them was very plain and a very curious appearance. Question, is it possible that you imagined this experience? Answer, our testimony is true, and if these things are not true, then there is no truth. And if there is no truth, there is no God. And if there is no God, there is no existence. But I know there is a God, and for I have heard his voice and witnessed the manifestation of his power. Question, do you remember the peculiar sensation experienced upon that occasion? Answer, yes, I remember it very distinctly, and I never think of it from day to day from that day to this, but what the, that spirit is present with me. And, and that was uh, from uh, an article in, entitled Investigating the Book of Mormon Witnesses by Richard Lloyd Anderson. Uh, verse 5, And if it so be that they repent and come unto the Father in, in the name of Jesus, they shall be received into the kingdom of God. And now if I have no authority for these things, judge ye, for ye shall know that I have, that I have authority when ye shall see me, and we shall stand before God at the last day. Amen. Elder McConkie said, Though men may reject the teachings of the apostles and prophets concerning Jesus Christ and his gospel, yet those very teachings shall rise to condemn the unbelievers in the day of judgment. That is, the words of the apostles and prophets shall stand as a testimony against unbelievers at the judgment bar of Christ. I bear testimony that the Book of Mormon is true, that is, uh, David Whitmer is mentioning here about his experience in seeing the angel Moroni, that these things actually happened. And I bear testimony to that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.